Hi there, Megan Thompson with Megan Thompson Coaching. Today we are going to cover five factors that you need to plan for when sending your sensitive kid to camp, right? Summertime is rolling around and uh, right around the corner and when you have already signed your kid up for summer activities, it's important to be paying attention to preparing your child. Uh, if some of those activities have yet to be arranged, then uh, now's the time to not only book them, <laughs> right? Uh, but also uh, acknowledge how your sensitive child experiences the world. Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. Sensitive kids are more likely to be affected by their environment than non-highly sensitive kids. And if your sensitive child is experiencing the meltdown cycle, uh, your whole family is impacted by that, right? then uh, there, there are some pretty key factors that you need to be accounting for in order to accommodate that as you're breaking out of the cycle. So when, uh, when you're stuck in this cycle, you could be likely dreading the fact of summer camp while also simultaneously experiencing mom guilt or parent guilt that you want to send your kid away during the summer, right? And I want to talk about this because that level of intensity is not your fault. It, you are dealing with this cycle. It is natural to want to escape. And it's important to take this seriously because um, just sending your kid on a mini nine to five vacation isn't going to break this pattern, right? We have a lot of parents who are experiencing summer camp, uh, preparing and or experienced it last year where their child took four, three of the days to warm up to camp and it's a one week camp, right? So maybe you've already assessed that uh, that approach isn't appropriate for your sensitive kid if they can't emotionally regulate and adjust to new circumstances without taking several days to do that. Uh, perhaps this year you've signed your, your kid up for a more um, typical uh, rec center type of approach this year and are going to try that. And it's also true that that experience doesn't have to be the way that your child experiences camp uh, moving forward. When you break out of the cycle, your highly sensitive child can warm up to a new experience in one day. And as as all, high, all, all children can, uh, because being uh, taking many, many days to warm up to an experience of being easily overwhelmed by new experiences, so much so that it traps you in uh, frozen disconnection or overwhelm or meltdowns, uh, or having a having a really hard time adjusting to the transition, but holding it together and then exploding at home. 
Those are all symptoms of the meltdown cycle. Uh, it is not part of your child's personality trait. So it is really important that we cover that today because uh, many of you may be planning for the exact experience you had last year. And uh, if you have a, if this is your first year, then, then you definitely need to be aware of that, um, that this, this is a pattern and a symptom of the cycle. So first thing is uh, that your child can experience confidence and uh, capability and follow through on new activities when you work to break out of the cycle. That is absolutely possible. And uh, your assumptions of the opposite need to be addressed because when you're experiencing the meltdown cycle over and over and over again, it's very important to be careful of your assumptions. You need to shift your assumptions about what your kid is capable of because your, your assumptions about what your, your child can do, uh, will do, uh, are affected by the meltdown cycle. You start to shrink your expectations. And so that's number one, you got to address that. Um, secondly, you need to be working on addressing how you are planning for your child to get used to new adults. So um, people sign up to work at camps because they like children, right? Uh, they enjoy playing and having fun and organizing uh, fun activities, etc. And so with that being said, uh, if your child is struggling to relate to these adults, uh, you will need to come up with a plan. You'll need to be aware of their discipline policy. You'll need to be aware of uh, their perception of handling meltdowns, how they manage that, as well as uh, supporting the adults in understanding what works to prevent the meltdowns in the first place. And all of those tactics are necessary when you're integrating your child into a new environment. Uh, third, we need to focus on the kids, right? So your child is going to camp to support continued social development and social interaction and build those skills. So you will need to prepare your child for the interactions of new children. Uh, they will meet new people. They will, they will um, experience new people and expectations about that need to be managed effectively. Uh, lastly, related to um, sensory experiences, we need to be focused on this in two parts. Uh, the first part is related to uh, the loud noises, right? Crowd noise can be really overwhelming for sensitive kids. And um, the loud noises and shifts of, of young children, older children, typically uh, camps have a wide range of ages all in one room, one area, uh, one setting. Uh, it's not typically divided by grade um, like school is. And so your child is going to need to have a not only a tolerance, but a capability of managing themselves around children of a wide variety that are not just their siblings or their neighborhood friends. So this will be important to prepare your child for that, not just from a noise standpoint, but from a um, uh, a sensory standpoint in terms of the amount of people moving around that, that leads to an awareness of, um, their eyesight, right? The sensation of, of seeing as well as hearing and also, um, uh, the other, the, the other sensations touch being interacting physically with perhaps, uh, lakes, pools, um, crafts, etc., that and, and all of that contributes to your child's overwhelm if they are sensitive to those subtleties and they don't know how to 
manage that sensitivity when it spikes. So it will be important for you to help your child not just get used to it, uh, but also feel capable of managing it. There's a big difference between telling your child to uh, suck it up and uh, focus on the positives, which is a, sem a semblance of reassurance uh, that is invalidating compared to helping your child feel their emotions move through them and uh, get on, feel like they're capable of getting on the other side independently. And then lastly, uh, it's important to pay attention to changes in sensations and subtleties based on routine, right? Your child's already out of routine when they're in camp, and then they will be out of routine when the camps go on field trips. And that's likely a uh, typical uh, camp schedule is that the uh, campers go either to the pool one day uh, in a week-long camp or... Um, they're, they're traveling in some other setting. They're all getting on a bus and going to the beach or going to a zoo or a museum, etc. So uh, that change and shift in routine is also one that you need to prepare for and uh, associate yourself with your child's options when they're overwhelmed, as well as making sure that the staff is prepared there. Um, this is a lot, right? When we think about all of the navigation and puppeteering that you need to do when your child is stuck in the meltdown cycle. It requires a lot of management and even micromanagement. Uh, you can fall into micromanagement of the people that you hire to help you care for your children and give your child a well-rounded experience of childhood. And it's important to understand that it doesn't have to be like this. You can break out of a pattern of uh, feeling overwhelmed and stuck and uh, transitioning to summer in a much more freeing manner. You can do that by focusing on five simple shifts. The first thing is a, a, a being aware of your uh, assumptions, breaking out of feeling like it's your child's job to get used to it because the world doesn't change. Your child needs to change to mold to it. That's black or white thinking. You need to be able to teach your child how to live in the gray, how to pivot, how to collaborate, how to compromise, and how to adjust. And all of that requires you to do that first. Secondly, you need to be able to understand how your child experiences the world differently than non-highly sensitive children so that you can adjust your, your expectations in a way that helps you feel not just educated, but also like you can systematically lead your child to developing out of their comfort zone. That can't be something that you drag your child through. Uh, they will double down. They will dig their heels in. Uh, thirdly, you need to be able to do this playfully right? You can't just be dragging your child playfully. You have to stop dragging your child and playfully engage them. Uh, they need to be able to think about change from a place of curiosity. And highly sensitive children are absolutely capable of that. It's really important that you know that and that you hear from experts who talk about it in that way. A lot of highly sensitive so-called experts will talk about uh, the fact that highly sensitive kids struggle with change. And they will put a spin on it that makes you as a parent think that you should mitigate the concept of change and new experiences. And, and that can really keep you stuck inside your house or inside your routine and uh, can be quite, um, you know, create quite, quite a, a trapped experience as a parent, as well as um, set yourself up for feeling like you're isolated. So we wouldn't want that for you. And that's not what your child needs. Uh, lastly, you need to be able to, to support your child in growing and managing their behavior without using shame. So you have to break out of the pattern 
of lecturing, yelling, and using punishments or sticker charts or even coddling, which also increases shame because your child assesses that you don't think they can handle it. And uh, you need to be able to do that systematically in a playful way so that it's, it's easier for you as well as feels easier for your child to change. And so that um, uh, is, is our process in a nutshell, right? So uh, short and sweet for today's show today because uh, we really want you understanding that it's not just about a struggle with camps. It's, it's much bigger than that, this meltdown cycle. Uh, is a pervasive issue and I encourage you to go learn more about that on our training. Uh, Have a great day. Talk soon. Thanks for joining me for this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in hearing more about how to eliminate the meltdown cycle, I invite you to check out our free masterclass where we cover the five steps our clients use to eliminate the daily meltdowns. You can register for the next training at meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps. That's the number five S-T-E-P-S meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps. Have a great day.